strangers traveling on the Trust the Wizards podcast. Can they please refrain from leaving their valuables on the platform, putting their nose in my book, their fingers in their ears, their feet on the seats, their elbows in my side, removing their unmentionables from their trousers and scratching their buttocks. Please be reassured that all trains will be squeezed and electric. Out of my head, underneath.
Good internet! My name is Rebel Ricket, and you're listening to the Trust the Wizards podcast. And it's time for a change. To take the bull by the horns, to take out the old, and bring in the new. As we go on the hunt to help us, here is a man who can't go on the managerial merry-go-round because he scares the children. He doesn't so much get sacked as he invades the opportunity and makes himself redundant, takes a payoff, then hires himself as a consultant and sacks all the players to see if a football team can lose more than 100 goals, backed by guided by voices. It's Mr. Kicker of Elves. Hey, and resigned to his fate, yet fated for greatness. The saviour of sound, the chosen one for the tuneful hum, the next best thing for a broken G-string, ushering a new dawn, with a guitar that's rough sawn, he's promising put, to put smiles back on people's faces and play the United Way with sexy, sexy football. The suits will like that. He's the Cockney Mourinho. It's Sharitho Garbanzo. What, Gav? <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a well-travelled podcast tonight. And here are some of the stations that we will alight upon. This is the Trust the Wizard service, calling at Clapham Junction, Warrapnapil, Death Row... Holloway Road, Pannonia, Honor Oak Park, Norway, Dayton, Ohio, Northampton, Manchester, Coventry, Bridgeport, Connecticut, the Bronx, New York, and California. There is no buffet service on this train. An alligator snapping turtle is a reptile that looks like a cross between a tortoise, a dinosaur, and that pinhead bloke from the film Hellraiser. Inside the alligator snapping turtle's mouth, just above its tongue, is an appendage that looks like a little red worm. The alligator snapping turtle swims around with his mouth open, and curious or gullible fish swim up closer to get a better look. And then whoop! That's the end of them. This hasn't got very much at all to do with the next song, only that the song has got the word reptiles in it. I just thought it was quite a snazzy little thing. This is from the album The Highs and Lows of Jack Caramac and the Sweet Generation. This is Jack Caramac and the Sweet Generation with It Takes All Sorts. Another choice Reptiles 
was uh, Night of the Vampire by Moon Trekkers. Uh, I've got a question for you boys. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little scream at the end there, I think you might have noticed. Who's going to tell me who that was screaming? Petula Clark? Incorrect. Joe Meek, I'm guessing. You are right, putting the eek into Joe Meek. Yeah. <laughs> now there's, there's a well-known d- screamer. <laughs> well, there's, uh, there's some debate about whether that scream was in any way, you know... Uh, modulated or affected in the studio, or whether he screams like a girl or screamed like a girl. Mm. Yeah, well, um, it, yeah, it's certainly a pretty terrifying thing. Well, that, and you and you say that. Yeah, and uh, uh, this from that complaint. You've got the complaint in your I, I can't remember what it's called. What's it called? Joe Meek, The Alchemist of Pop, Homemade mm. Hits and Rarities, 1959 to 1966 on RGM Records. Yeah, and it's great complaint. <coughs> um, and according to the sleeve notes there. This song suffered, on its release, suffered a, a BBC ban. Anyone like to suggest why? Because it was too scary. Well, yeah, and in yeah. fact, a, a little quote from the BBC here. Right. You know, I, <laughs> I should do a BBC voice, but I won't. Uh, this was banned for fear of upsetting those with a nervous disposition. They have regional accents on the BBC these days. Do they? Okay, yes, all right. <laughs> People was, must have been... When did this song come out? Nineteen. Did you say early 60s, right? 1960, maybe. Yeah. People must have been very nervous back then. <laughs> if they were frightened, I mean, that's a good song. Yeah. But it's not that it's frightening, not scary, is it? No, no. I mean, it's... Yeah. Reminiscent of the FBI, FBI, I thought. FBI? The Shedders, the Shedders right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I thought the weird thing was that, I mean, I got a whole shed load of Joe Meek stuff, as you do from yeah. illegal downloads. Just well, as you do from illegal downloads. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Just a massive amount. And I was wading through it. It was impossible, really, to, to make any sense of it. I just assume that all that sort of stuff never got played on the radio. But you're saying that not only... I don't know if it was a, hit, a massive hit, I, I, I don't know. Um, but if the BBC were preparing <laughs> themselves not to play it, then it would have been... They, must, big, they must have considered it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of this stuff was, you know, just looking at the front cover here, looking at the names, I mean, John Layton, he, he did... He had a big hit, didn't he? Johnny, Johnny remembered me, yeah. The Honeycombs. Yeah, more than one hit, in fact. Yeah, Mike it? Berry, Hines, he did just like Eddie, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Uh, Screaming Lord Such, I mean, look at the Crying Shames, all those people had hits. Yes, uh, that's true. Yeah. But then there's a whole there's a whole sort of like chamber of, yeah. of bands right. that I've never heard of. Yeah, uh, and some very very weird ones. Right, and I, I assume that that was just Joe messing about. Are you referring to things like Ricky Wayne and the Flea Rackers? Possibly. Yeah. Do you know, I, I've, Cliff I've, Bennett and the Rebel Rousers. Well, they're, they're quite well known. Oh, Cliff Bennett and the Rebel Rousers. Yeah. 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 Right, there was yeah. one. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it wasn't the Purple Helmets. <laughs> <laughs> because well, I think that's a, that's a Stranglers. It's a Stranglers thing. offshoot, isn't it? Yeah. And as well as being a name for a. a yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Let's not shy away from it. It's a oh, euphemism. Yeah. Houston Wells and the Marksmen. Is that a well-known band? And uh, they're not, not. Not to me. Not to me. No. no, no, no. Okay. But yeah. there's quite a few bands which obviously I can't remember the name of uh, that I really have never heard before, and there was whole albums by them. Bobby Bollocks and the Fanny Pack. No, that's <laughs> not the one, is it? <laughs> Even Johnny <laughs> Snotty Fuckface and the Nose Pickers. I'm going to say that band name if you don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, good though, eh? Fantastic. Well, there's so much to say about Joe Meek, isn't there? Mm. And weird. Weird man, weird man. Yeah. Fantastic, but. The film, for me, captured everything. That was the one of the best films I've ever seen about music. I, I don't, it's the John Meek story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's called Telstar, isn't it? It is yeah, called yeah. Telstar, yes. Yeah, yeah, I watched about half of it. Telstar, the John Meek story. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I watched about half of it, and then my Skybox, for some reason, stopped playing oh, it. No! Yeah, so I, I, 
I don't know what happened in the end. Uh, well, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> he inherited the earth, right? The meek will inherit the earth. Yeah, very right, good. Yeah. Very good. Well, he nearly did. Yeah. yeah. But he shot himself first. Well, he, shot, uh, he shot somebody else as well. That's a bit of a plot spoiler, isn't it? We've just <laughs> done that. Yeah. 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 Yes. Oh, yes. Now, you handed me there, Cherita, the uh, Jack, Jack Caramac. Caramac. Now, I was going to say, is the cover, which is big red dots, is that the cover of a Caramac? I don't think it no, is, is it? It's that's red no, it's and gold, is that right? I, off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you. Now, you, you are the professed expert in all things biscuit and chocolate. Is what, the world? No? Yeah, it's going to well, be tested. Possibly, possibly, we might find out later. Mm. This, uh, this album... A good cover, I, is, I like the cover. Yeah, this album is... is every song is, in, in one way or another, somehow linked to confectionery of one mm. kind. Exceedingly kind. good. Uh, you see there, track number seven, Liberté, mm. Fraternité, mm. Galaxy. Galaxy. Galaxy, yeah. Good yeah. PS, God Save the Pop Tarts is, is a rather <laughs> strange song that ends it. It's a strange album, yeah. and it doesn't all sound like that. It's a variety of styles. Some of the songs sound like that. But oh, I really like that. Yeah, it's, I thought it was fantastic. It's, it's, uh, I particularly like the, the that modern politician thing that Blair probably brought in, where you, where you go, listen, before you say yeah. something. He does that all the way through, yeah. which I think is hilarious. Yeah, and, and he says, listen, he says, listen, pal, as yeah, well, which yeah. kind of, for some reason, reminds me of Marky e. Smith. Yeah, uh, that's right. But the, the whole thing sort of reminds me, I don't know why, because it doesn't really sound like it, but it just reminds me of sort of mid-70s Iggy Pop, the you know the albums that David Barry produced, yeah. Yeah, and Lust for Life. It sounds like something that the band does, well, particularly there's a, there's vocals. There's a great guitar riff that goes yeah. through that, I like the bit where it goes up at the end, whatever that bit is, I don't know what it's called, but anyway, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. Um, got a question about Karamak. Uh, oh, right. yeah. Yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Biscuits, oh, yeah. Already. yeah. Oh, yeah. We're straight in with the question. But that's you? not biscuit. That's a that's a chocolate bar of in, sorts. Indeed. Do yeah. you know where the name caramel came from? It's um, it's because it's got caramel in it, mm-hmm. and uh, it was invented by a bloke who Scottish. was wearing a Mac. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know where the word caramel is. It from. was uh, a name that was given to the chocolate bar as a result of a quiz where people used to send send or sent in suggestions. So it was a, a quiz winner. Uh-huh. And it's very nearly a palindrome as well. It is. Camarack yeah. would be at back. Camarack. 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 Mm. Yeah. Maybe can think of changing his name to that then. Just to make it symmetrical. Yeah. <laughs> I've just read one of the best rock and roll memoirs I've ever read. And the main reason for this is that during the burst of acceleration and recognition, through the phonetic upward spiral of success, and the wildly indulgent crest of a wave period, through the inevitable drug abuse, sexual excess, exhaustion leading to a breakdown of the relationship, artistic cohesion, and general sanity, the author and narrator is a good, sober-ish witness, the main reason being that she's, I think, female, with a bit more life experience than the usual three-minute heroes. The female in question is Pauline Black, who proves to be a streetwise sharp and intelligent as she always appeared to be when fronting the selector who rose through the two-tone bubble at the end of the 70s and were everybody's third favourite <laughs> scar band. But what a story. Get this. In 1979, Pauline has started to rehearse with an un- unnamed reggae band and were approached by Linville Golding of the specials to meet in a flat in Coventry the next night. There they met the writer of a B-side to the first special single, Gangsters, which had been released with a B-side of the recording by Neil Davis, called The Selector, which was the only thing available to put on the B-side. There were other people there, and Neil played the song a few times, and then announced, I need a band to build the success of the single, and that's why we're here tonight. So, 
Do you wanna be my gang, my gang, my gang? Obviously, the Gary Glitter song. And Pauline says, the incongruity of the moment, or even incongruity of the moment, made us all laugh. And we all shake back, oh yeah! <laughs> Her first rehearsal with the band was in May 1979. The first gig was on the 2nd of July. They supported the specials for the first time on the 10th of July, when Trevor, the legendary special Rordy, and this is again quoting from Pauline, mm. to demonstrate newfound respect, promptly dropped his drawers as he exited. Upended his backside, reached back with his hands to spread the underside of his testicles. She was later informed that she had been turkey necked. <laughs> By the 26th of August, they are, they are playing to packed houses all over the country with the specials and madness. And on the 17th of October, their first single that went to number six in the charts was released. Six months in all. And it would take another 10 months before the band imploded on the 21st of August, 1980. That's a great rock and roll story. But of course they came back, or were never the same again. In 2013, they released a great album called String Theory. And here's the title track, 667, The Neighbour of the Beast. See what they did there? Shepard Bang 
Oh, Shepard. Shepard Bang me. Yeah, man, you know Shepard Bang, man. I hear them say, live at number 667. Next door to Seattle. Oh, yeah. I hear them calling me about the beast. Sixes and sevens let me down. 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 So calling this album the string to you, what's that all about then? explain what string theory is, but I mean, I don't know, I mean, how long's a piece of string, really? Well, it's kind of cutting. I mean, string theory, like, oh, I don't know, some mathematical theory or something, but boiled down, boiled down, right, it just means that everyone's all made the same stuff, and it's like little vibrating strings all over the place. Hey, you know, let me see something like that, um, Discovery. Channel, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where I saw it yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought to myself, well, you know, I mean, it's like we done two toe, we done multiculturalism, yeah. and now we're all made of strings. Well, which oh. means everyone in the entire world, the entire universe, and beyond, if there is a beyond, is all made of string. What do you mean, like Thunderbird? Wicked, wicked. They selected her with the number of the beast. Six, no, it wasn't. The, it wasn't the number of the beast. It was the, the neighbor. Of the the neighbor of the beast. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Number of the beast is uh, Iron, Iron Maiden. Maiden. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. And run to the hills. And they don't really sound that much like that. No, Bozzy, are you ready for the quiz? Go on, yes. Then. This is a, this is a Pauline Black quiz. No. Mm. Right. Okay. So I'm going to ask you three questions. Uh, there's no fingers on buttons. I I, I suggest that you just shout out. Okay. okay. And I'll decide who was first. Yeah. So. Immediately before singing uh, with the selector, Pauline mm. was mm. dressed in a caftan and singing Johnny Mitchell songs in folk clubs. A. Mm. B. In a dub reggae group wearing dreadlocks playing basement parties. Mm. C. In a punk rock band wearing bondage trousers playing clash covers. A. I was going to say A as well, but as soon as he said A, I'll say C. I might, I've not actually set the rules, so so A wins it. Yes, you're right. Yeah. yeah. A, a Johnny Mitchell fan. And who isn't? Oh, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and her job was A, an accountant, B, a barmaid, or C, a radiographer. C. B. It's C again. B. <laughs> you know this woman. Yeah. And the political party that she was a member of was A, the Labour Party, B, the Revolutionary Communist Party. I'm going B. Or C, the Workers' Party. Oh, I'm going B. Uh, oh, I'll have to go C then. It's the Workers' Party. Oh. It's the Workers' Party. She's an interesting Very interesting woman. woman. She was, I saw her on one of those uh, Danny Baker shows did you, where they were talking about oh, yes. records of yes. the 70s oh, or 80s or something. Yeah. 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 She's the most fascinating character. Very interesting, yeah. Did you know? She didn't agree with Danny Baker at all about anything. Well, she's very strong-minded. Yeah, she's yeah. very strong-minded. Good for her. Yeah, but, but she she grew up. Uh, she was adopted, and she grew up in Romford in Essex. Right. She was the only black person she ever saw <laughs> until she was about eighteen when she went to university. Mm. People used to come up and touch her for luck. This is why, which is why the bizarre thing was, and she found this a contradiction herself, that she was like mad for for black politics and that, black political identity because she'd never seen a black person. 
And mm-hmm. that, you know, in, in, for her, it's the biggest thing in the world, this being a different culture to everybody else. Yeah. Great song. I really, I really like that song. I'm not, I'm not convinced by speaking parts in songs, though. Oh, I mean, it, it was quite an interesting thing that I talked about, I suppose. But I've made the question here, which is, you know, do you think any song has ever been made better by having a spoken interlude? And I, I couldn't think This of is what she's like by Dexys Midnight Rams. Is it better? Don't Stand Me Down. Yes. Yeah, it's got lots of spoken bits. In fact, the whole of the Don't Stand Me Down album by Dexys Midnight Rams has got lots of spoken bits on it. And it's made much better. Mm, you I might be right, actually. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I yeah. might give you that, yeah. And what about the bit in the middle of Are You Lonesome Tonight? No, that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I might say that as a piece of research, because yeah. I, I look for speaking bits Do in you? the middle of songs. Yeah. yeah. There's actually better tracks than that on, that on the album, because it had a speaking bit in it. Oh, you went for that? I went for that, yeah. yeah. And I asked Pauline, I said, Pauline, what's string theory all about? And well, I she said, told us in, in Jets about... People yeah, made different I, stuff. Well, I, sh- I should be more specific. Well, the same stuff. Everyone's made of the same, oh, stuff. same stuff. Everyone's yeah. interconnected. Yeah. Yeah. Little vibrating strings. I, yeah. I said, has there been any evolution of the string theory? Ah, yeah. And she said, I've noticed her tweets tend to contain just one word. Ah, right. She right. said, affirmative. Ooh, right. Okay. Are you familiar with the double slit experiment? <coughs> well, no. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of related to string theory. Uh, what they did is they have um, some scientists, they had a wall. Uh, with two slits in it, and they fired um, a photon, like a laser, through oh, it, yeah. uh, a, f- a single electron at the wall on the other side, expecting to see, you know, that the, 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 the wall on the other side would have two um, I've seen this experiment, lines. yeah, yeah. yeah what it doesn't yeah. actually have, it, it actually creates a sort of pattern of waves. Mm. Uh, so what they actually concluded from that is you would think that if you fire an electron at, at a wall with two holes in it, it's either going to travel through the hole on the left mm. or the hole on the right, right? Mm. No. No, no, no. That's not, that's not, it puts it, itself in two places at the same time or something. Well, what it does, what it does is, it, is it, <laughs> Get in there. it travels through both the holes. It also travels through neither of the holes. Mm. It also travels through just the one on the left. And it also travels through just the one on the right. And it does all those things at exactly the same time. Yes. So this is the, yeah. this this explains well, this is this is the the basis for the idea of time travel and all that sort of stuff. Is there different parallel universes and we can and split that sort of yeah and bend atoms so you can to exist in the, exist in more than more one, than one place, place at the same, same time. time. Well, Subatomic particles. Isn't this yeah. Eels's dad's? No, that's, yes, no, that's the alternative reality theory. That because because the universe is so large, there's there's so many possibilities that, that there would be somewhere there would be the three of us sitting in a room and it would be exactly the same as this except you'd be wearing a yellow t-shirt instead of a red one mm. and, and every every possible alternative every possible variation is happening somewhere so there's somewhere in the world where where Leeds United win matches now surely not <laughs> surely not do you want a, a fun fact about the number 667 oh I can't oh, yeah. yeah well I'm not I'm not going to tell you that it's 23 times 29 Okay. I'm not going to tell you that it's a non-totient number. Oh, what? A non-totient number, so it's not in the range of Euler's totient function. What but does I w- that mean? We've only got... Okay, so sorry, well, it's, yeah. it's two, okay. two squared, you could explain, but two we don't squared have time, times right? 167. Two squared times 167. I'm not telling you that. Yeah. What I am telling you is that it's the sum of the first 36 natural numbers. So therefore it's a triangular number. A triangular number. Next is a song that narrowly missed out on making a cut for my Best of 2013 podcast a few months ago. All the way from Bridgeport, Connecticut, or, as uh, we might mispronounce it, Bridgeport, Connecticut. 
this is from the album Troubadour, which is on the always interesting Stones Throw label. Uh, this is the Step Kids with Moving Pictures.
Well, that's uh, uh, Step Kids there, described as psychedelic soul, according to some of their literature. Uh-huh. Um, sounded jazzy to me. Um, I heard a lot of what I would describe as slap bass on that. Fretless slap bass, Mark King type twaddle. I don't know if it was fretless. Yeah, it's fucking annoying, whatever it was. No, it's not fretless. I've got a quantity of pictures, it's not fretless. Is it not? Right. That, that, that is a crime against humanity, yeah, isn't it? Slap bass, yeah. 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 There's no call for that. No right. call for slap bass. That's plenty of... Cut their thumbs off, right. I say. Um, the, I think... You don't, you don't, don't like 80s prints, then? No. Okay. Slap bass. Slap bass yeah. is the worst sound in the world. It's, the, it's a worse sound yeah. than your own child crying its death throes. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, that might be a bit too far. <laughs> but I don't like it, nevertheless. There, there were some interesting quite, noise in I that. I agree with you when it comes to level 42 and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, that's all I could hear there. And I didn't like the flute either. Is it a flute? Don't know. Yeah, fluty, slap bassy bollocks that was. <laughs> well, there are three pictures. Did you like it? Uh, mixed emotions about it. I, I thought, because, yeah, prints, obviously. 80s prints, which, well, I say 80s. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Purple Rain and the fantastic album, The Sign of the Time Album. Yes. Which yes. I really enjoyed. Yeah. I'm not sure they quite hit the peak that printed at that point. I think you've got to, have, to pull it off, you've got a really good voice. And he's got a pretty good voice. It's a bit strangulated, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Not mm. quite... Not strangulated quite enough. enough. No, no, yeah. <laughs> and mm. the, But the worst thing, you, you listen to that, and the Luther Vandross comes into my head. <laughs> and every time that happens, I feel a bit ill. I think, <laughs> oh, no. But the thing, Luther Vandross was massively overproduced. No, it wasn't that. Mm, and yeah. they threw in quite a few weird curveballs which kept me interested. Yeah, the, yeah, I think that's true. There, there, there were interesting sounds in it, which I, I, I did pick up on and, and did make it palatable enough to listen to it more than mm. once. Yeah. But there's a lot about it I really don't like. And, and as we know now, one very interesting thing about the band is yes. that on the front of their website, yeah. they're all Peter Buck uh, of R.E.M., yeah. but at different times of his life. Yes, yeah. yes. You've got a sort of monster era Peter Buck yeah, there. Yeah, mm. yeah looking quite uh, young and fresh. And you've got, got a Peter Buck in the sort of document era there. Yeah. And this guy's kind at of the end. Like Peter Buck now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Peter Buck famously went through alcoholism and divorce, didn't he? So is that yeah. what they're going through there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, to be fair, he's, he's, he's a lot slimmer than the, the current model of Peter that's Buck. That's very <laughs> true, yeah. And a, and a lot younger. To be yeah. fair, I think it's just the facial hair that's throwing me a bit, really. <laughs> Anyway, so, so, I mean, when did you discover these lot? Were, uh, was it, were you at a disco? <laughs> hey, we're here now for hey. Band or Track. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yes. This is uh, the, the special uh, Guided by Voices related quiz of the evening, uh, and I will be giving you a band or track, and you need to tell me whether it's a Guided by Voices band, taken from the uh, the first suitcase collection of uh, 100 tracks, um, all recorded by differently named bands, um, Failed Experiments and Trashed Aircraft, it's called, fantastic it is as well. So they're mm. all, sorry, just to clarify, so they're mm. all... Robert Pollard's side projects of some kind. Yes, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So all done for this album. Well, the, the, I mean, they may have done more than on this album. There are some who. Okay. Yeah. Did we take it in turns or what? Yes, yeah, so I'm going I'm to give you either a band or a track. We take it in turns, and you need to tell me whether you think it's a band or a track. 
Let's play. Let's play. Band or track. <laughs> okay, so, uh, Rebel, you can start. Okay. Uh, styles we paid for. Band or track. That's a track. That's a band, no oh. point. And they, they did the song The Terrible Two. Uh, Chirito, Global Witch Awakening. Band or track. I think well, that's a track. No, that's a band as well. Oh, okay. And they, they did the song Pluto the Skate. So it's currently nil-nil. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Rebel, cinnamon-flavoured skulls, band or track? Band. No, that's a track oh. by Meat Kingdom Kingdom Group. Yeah. That would bring it away. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a tricky one. It's possibly a tricky one. We'll see. We hope so. Uh, so, Chirito, Rex Polaroid. Uh, track. No, that's a band. <laughs> and they, they did the track Born on Seaweed. Of course they did. Of course they did. Because <laughs> yeah. it's going really well, this, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Is it nil-nil still? It's still nil-nil, yeah. Nil, nil, yeah. Luckily, I have a number of tiebreakers. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, uh, Revel. James Riot. Well, it's got to be a band. No, that's a track oh. by Champion Hair Puller. So we're still nil-nil. It's named yeah. James. We're both, we're both parking the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Chirito. Flesh Ears from June. Band or track? Flesh ears mm. from June. Yes. I think that's a track. It is a track! Hey! Oh, no. Back of the net. It's a track by Monkey Business. 1-0. Alright. Uh, Rebel. Mallard Smoke. Band or track? I'm going track. It is a track! Yes, yes. Oh, one it's, it's, it's a track by Brown Smoothies. Chirito. <laughs> <laughs> Nicotine Cranes. Band or track? I think it's a track. No, that's a band. Oh, yeah, they do yeah. the song Our Value of Luxury. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's also scored 1-1. One, 1-1, one. One, 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 yeah. okay. That's the last... No, no, not quite the last two. All right. Uh, yeah, no, it's the last two. Last two of the, of the realm of the game proper. Um, Rebel. Ghost Fart. <laughs> band or track? It's a track. It's a band. Oh, no. <laughs> they do the track Damn Good Mr. Jam. Is this the last one? This is the last one. So you get this and you win, but I do have, luckily have tiebreakers. Right, but if I don't, it's still have a draw. Yeah. Yeah. Right, are you ready? Yes. Okay, so Royal Japanese Daycare. Band or track? <laughs> I think that's a track. No, it's a band. <laughs> they do the song Cruise. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to give you... This is, this is so, going particularly well. Uh, tiebreakers then. All right, so I'm going to give you... Uh, a band and a track, and you need to tell me which the band is. Right, okay. All right. So, now, who chooses it first? Uh, okay. Yeah. To you, Rebel. Okay. okay. So, is it Perch Warble by Eighth Dwarf, or is it Eighth Dwarf by Perch Warble? Choose the band. Uh, Perch Warble. Mm is the band is not correct oh. Eighth Dwarf is the band okay so lucky. to win yeah. to win yeah. again have you got any more tiebreakers I've got two alright <laughs> <laughs> so is it Chirito is it Grab It by Exploding Antils or is it Exploding Antils by Grab It choose the band I think it's um, Exploding Antils is the name of the, my first instinct was say band, then I changed my mind, and now I'm going back to my first idea. Yeah, band. Exploding hand deals. Is the band. Is the band is not correct. Oh, so this really is my last question. <laughs> okay, the last so, minute. Sudden death. Yeah. It's not wrestling. <laughs> go on, get this goal. Goal. So is it 
I think you both have to shout out here what you think. Okay. Is it Homosexual Flypaper by Gift? That's the band. Or is it it Gift by Homosexual Flypaper? Homosexual Flypaper is the band, I reckon. I think think Gift is the band. And the band is Homosexual Flypaper! After that miserable performance. Sharitha Garbanzo, you have named that band. You win, fuck off. I win some homosexual... What is it? Homosexual flag paper. paper. Okay, okay, Yes. Well, anyway, all that was just so that I could say, here comes a track uh, from the album Universal Truths and Cycles, and it's called Storm Vibrations, both of which I would think would make great band names, but of course it's by the great band Guided by Voices. Does she blend well Your choice I mean Your angel baby Monkey girl The gift of smiles And love production Her sunshine mind Her storm cloud eyes Blending colors into brown Confusing emotions Deliberately Does it hurt you To love I mean The storm vibrations The starless nights The shattered screen Allowing pain to winter Let your guard down off your
guests are our monthly helping of Guided by Voice mm. and a fantastic thing it was as well I thought I started to try I, I thought I started to understand the lyrics oh yeah which worried me somewhat really and I, I think it's about a child is it? it mentions it about a child when, when I, I get hold of that cover over there mm. right I'm going to give it because you can't always tell what he's saying and, well, you, and, take, you take the cover I'll, yeah. I'll have I was just saying, uh, when I first uh, met you, uh, Kicker, and uh, obviously didn't take very long after I first met you before you mentioned your obsession with Guided by Voices, <laughs> and then I said to you, well, I've, I've never heard anything by Guided by Voices. Mm. So you, then, And I think the very, very next day, you gave me a compilation CD oh, did I? of, uh, well, Guided, by Voices, of Guided by Voices songs. Oh, right. Can you remember what you called it? No idea. Uh, the Club is Open. Oh, yes, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then I think probably the very next day after that, you were then pressing me for what I think of it. <laughs> what I think of it and I named some of the songs that I particularly liked. Yeah. Uh, it had 29 songs on it or something, yeah, so I hadn't yeah. listened to them all. But uh, uh, and I noticed quite a few of them were on there. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Back to the Lake, Everywhere yeah. with Helicopter, yeah. and Universal Truth and Cycles. And then, because I like those, you then said, oh, all right, so you like the, you like the poppy ones. <laughs> uh, slightly condescending. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, slightly yeah. condescending. Uh, then, and then uh, you made the very, I think, probably the next day after that, you made me another CD. Oh, yes. Which was just, what, well, in, 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 in inverted commas, the poppy kind of. Uh, the ones produced stuff, probably. Yeah. Which, yeah, which I think also has some more. So I... Have a feeling. You know quite a lot of this album. I, I do. I know quite a lot of that album. Mm. Uh, but do you remember what you called the second? <laughs> no, I can't know. Pop Zeus. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, and uh, yeah, so quite a lot of those songs. And I suspect if I was to hear the whole of that album, I might really like it. Yeah, I think you would. Yeah, because yeah. I really like that song. That, that it's one was on one of the CDs. You know, oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, but I and I really liked it then. And, but it was good to hear it. So again. it suggests this is a good entry point. Well, it depends what you like, but yeah, I mean, it's it's more accessible. It's, it's well, that's what I'm thinking. It's a good entry point in the sense that every song I've heard of here uh, strikes me as not being incredibly lo-fi it's yeah. very listenable the, 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 all the instruments are fairly high up there yeah, it's so properly really, produced isn't it yeah 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 a bit like some of their more recent stuff yeah, yeah. that's right yeah. Yeah. and uh, you know Everywhere with Helicopter is, a, is an out and out pop song isn't it yeah, you know, it's, yeah. It's, it's, should have been a hit should have been yeah. do you remember yeah. I put forward the proposition uh, on one of his uh, other songs that it was potentially about child abuse Mm. Yes, I remember that. Which was a bit uncomfortable, I think, for us. <laughs> and I'm reading these lyrics. You're thinking the same again. I'm feeling even more uncomfortable. Oh, really? And I think you tree may be alerted in some way. Well, he's talking about your angel baby monkey girl. Yeah. So he's clearly talking about a young girl. Well, maybe. Uh, no, her sure. sunshine mind, her stark lion eyes. But that's fine, but there's obviously an attraction there. Mm. Yeah. But what is really worrying to hurt you, to love, I mean. Making me a bit well, what makes me so it's a little girl as opposed to a grown woman? Your angel it? baby monkey. Girl. I think that yeah, that's just uh, yeah, that's sweet names, well, isn't yeah. it? People call grown ups baby in lyric all the time, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I, I think an actual I, baby. I don't, I don't. Yeah, but there's something sinister going on. It says, allowing pain to enter, let your guard stroke God down, obviously. Obviously, obviously, obviously. Yeah, it's the obviously that's uh, that's the, the gives it away. Uh, gives it away. Yeah. Just leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> Can I read some more? I've got this box set, the suitcase thing, and my oh, yeah. thing is, yeah. and it, and there's what there's a hundred tracks on there's this. There's four CDs, hundred tracks, hundred tracks, and and every track is by a different artist, but it's not because it's all Robert Ballard, that's right, one yeah. guys or another. That's right. Yeah. Uh, ceramic cock Einstein. Yes. Band. Uh, band, yes, I know. All, all, all of these are bands. I'm just reading you out some of my favourites. Oh, you can turn the here. tables then. Uh, uh, Eric Pretty. Yeah. Elvis Caligula. And this one definitely sounds like some kind of uh, euphemism for something dirty. 
Tabitha's Flashpot. There we are. There we are. I say, well, that's one random one. Let's fight back. Let's fight back. Is this band or if it is it track? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cody's Antler. That's a band. Well, Antler's the band, actually. Hold on. I've got this wrong way around. The band name's the second one. Oh, in that case, it's a track. Really? Antler is a band, yeah. yeah, yeah, I've just seen that one, I know. Raphael. It's his CD. He's going to know this. He's not. (laughs) Raphael. See, I don't know. I think think, think that's a band. It's a track. It's a track. Um, Academy of Crow's Feet. Ah, that's a band. That is a band. Well done. Thanks. We love alcohol pop. Not just because of the music, but because they love us. <laughs> Not us wizards, but us, the music-buying public. How do I know this? Go and buy a t-shirt, as I did, and when it arrives with a free CD, a free CD may well accompany it, and it might be as good as the next track that I received. One of the first gigs that the wizards attended together was an acoustic night in Liverpool, where anyone could play, but it was headlined by a band called My First Tooth. They were excellent, and I downloaded a few of their songs, most notably a song called Typewriters that became a staple of a running mix in 2011. This latest track is a real heartbreaker. Take these lyrics. Future plans. We used to be each other's biggest fans. Now we're like a snake without the fangs. We're like a gun without the bangs. (laughs) I don't need another man to love you. I can love you by myself. Achy breaky hearts never sounded so good. Here's my fifth tooth with Hawk in Harness.
Yeah, my first tooth there from uh, the album Love Makes Monsters. Uh, their second album, in fact, for Alco Pop. Uh, an album, in fact, that is full of songs about animals and ships, which is no bad thing. Yeah, but that one isn't, is it? Uh, it's got a hawk in it, isn't it? Well, that's true, yeah. Well yeah. spotted, yeah. <laughs> we saw them in uh, 2008, 2009. Yeah. I know that that typewriter song you mentioned was on my Best of 2009 mix. Uh, and I've only got that one EP, as a like six track EP that I bought at that gig. Uh, they were really good, because like, didn't wasn't there some sort of power cut or the or no, the sound system the, failed and they played acoustically? No, the drummer wasn't available. Was well, that what happened? They, 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 mm. I think the drummer wasn't available, or the, yeah, the, well, something like that. Yeah, they, they did play acoustically. Yeah, but I got a feeling they didn't have a drummer. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's the same because I, I think a lot of their songs have got fantastic percussion on it, and I really like the yeah, percussion yeah. on that one as well. And well, I, but also the vocals. Uh, and I, on that song, I remember when we saw them that they, they had a, a guy singing, and then they had a girl with a violin, mm. and another That's girl. Awesome. Playing something as well, a guitarist, I think, and um, all three of them were singing really cool harmonies. Yeah, and I like on that song, I like the, the sort of uh, the call and response bit where he's doing, I don't need, I don't, yeah, need that's great. Yeah. You, yeah. So yeah, I wrote that down as well. Yeah, that was really cool. That yeah, and Guns Without Bangs, that line that you mentioned, that's a great line. That that's good. Snake Without Bangs is pretty good, yeah, but yeah. Guns Without Bangs is better. Sounds a bit like, uh, in, in, a, in a very good way, um, a band that I know you're a fan of. There's a go-between. So yes, it's a bit like it does. That, I thought. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I sort of lost them a bit at the, the, the LP before. I can't remember what it was called. Mm. Uh, I, I sort of liked it, but it didn't really hit me. But what a great song that is! That mm. that really knocked me out. It's because it, it's it's sort of folky, but really harmonious, you say. But then the drums really kick it off. It's this really lively song. Mm. What was, what was the uh, the compilation you got then with your t-shirt? What was that called? It was just that one song. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. Oh. So before I say it's a great value, it is great value. Yeah, it's a free song. Pay for it. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. And did he review in order to in order to research the song a bit more? Did he review? Happen to Google Hawking Harness? Is it a film? Uh, well, related to Kez. Well, it's, it, you're not going to guess what oh, one of these. I'm afraid it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a strange thing. Yeah. It says on the website that this is a thing to be worn when climbing or abseiling, but I'm not so sure. I'll show you a picture in a minute. Mm. I think it's meant for what the tabloid press would call um, kinky S&M bondage romps. Yeah. <laughs> no it's doubt like a, involving somebody performing a sex act. Is it like a, an Arab strap? Have a look at that. Oh, it's the red and black, isn't it? Is that, is that, is that a pair of buttocks? It is. A, it is a buttocks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So look, look there. There's a, a bit that goes round your your, uh, your groinals. Your hawk. He's got your hawk in the harness <laughs> right there. <laughs> but it says it's a. This is a thing that that is used for. Um, is designed by a guy called Dave Alport. The for, pervy fuck for the mountain rescue and military personnel. Um, well, I'm, it doesn't. You know, military people being a bunch of deviant purpose, That's not very surprising. But I'm, I'm quite shocked and. Disappointed with the mountain rescue people. <laughs> yeah, I have to yeah. Say. they've let themselves yeah. down there, haven't they? It yeah. says here that it's a known design of his, made from new materials, mm. sandwich laminated foam. Well, I'm yeah. hard already. Uh, so, yeah, uh, the hawk sit harness gives a wraparound fitting for mm. ease of donning when wearing crampons, etc., <laughs> or to stop getting soiled, <laughs> as is usual with the step-in type. Uh, you don't get yeah. soiled. If you preferred, you, this is from their website. Mm. If you preferred. You may keep the buckles fastened to keep step in fitment if required. And there's just way too many ifs in that. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's the hawk they're talking about? The hawk about? is your dick. Okay. I don't your know. hawk is held in the harness. <laughs> yeah. Like like <laughs> potatoes in a, one of those bags. Like a bird of prey. Like a bird of prey. Ready to pounce. <laughs> 
vomiting into the mouths of its young. <laughs> Kicker's Question Time! Oh yes, it's that time again, boys and girls. The time to get your answers ready. Your pens and papers out. Your iTunes on. You know, your internet on and your... Google search, Google search go in, on, you're yeah. going to be a bit late there, aren't you, Ricky? That's not going to happen, is it? Anyway, two questions from last week. first one was, why did the birds Jim McGuinn change his name to Roger? Does anyone know? Oh, uh, um, can I have a guess? Yes. Um, because he... he, he, he when, when did he, he... It was halfway through the birds, wasn't it? He was starting on the first birds album. He's Jim. called Jim McGuinn. Yeah. Uh, did he... Just decided he didn't like being called Jimmy. No, no, no. It's to do with a hobby. Flying. Yeah, he's no. coming. He's coming in. It's to do with flying. It is to do with and flying. I, and I read it. Yeah. And he said he, he changed the name to Roger because of flying, but I couldn't make any sense of it. I don't know why. Well, so the pilot, they go, Roger. Roger, Roger. Is that it? Is that it? That's it. Yeah, oh. that's it. Yeah, he, he was so obsessed with aeroplanes and pilot law, L-O-R-E, uh, yeah, yeah. that uh, he decided to change his name to Roger. So he, could, he could have been Wilco. <laughs> he could have been over. <laughs> over, yeah, over McGuinn. Foxtrot, Foxtrot McGuinn. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Well, I think that's a fascinating fact. Point and my second point to you. I said flying. Yeah, I suppose you did. Uh, the second question I asked you was about Nina Person, my favourite of yours. Yes. Or yes. uh, just Nina. Yeah, I have, we have to say that, don't we? Yeah. yeah. Contractually obliged. Uh, is she still in the Cardigans? Uh, well, she's just released a solo album. Oh, I see. I, mean, okay. uh, I don't know. Okay. Cardigans kind of. She's done a few sort of projects and so on. Other members of the Cardigans, and then they somebody come back. back to being. Cardigans. Okay, so possibly, possibly. The answer was I don't know. Possibly uh, yeah. not an erstwhile cardigan. No. Yeah. Um, anyway, as I pointed out last time we were here, she interestingly has the ashes of uh, another musician in her living room. Yeah. And I asked you who that. Um, musician was. Do you mean actually somebody who's dead? Well, and let's think about this. Like you said this last time, and there's, yeah. it's unlikely to be the ashes of somebody who's alive. No, but it could be like the, 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 somebody smoked a cigarette in her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I see what you mean. And left the ash. That oh, right, okay. No. She's never thrown away <laughs> ashes in a cigarette. Okay. Like, yeah, no. Maybe you mean the ashes of I a mean, dead I mean, the remains of a, of a dead pop star. Yeah. Yeah. Was her father a musician? No. Her mother? No. It's somebody she worked with. I think it's no. somebody actually who produced her or produced is the it Mitch Edwards? Oh, um, th- that'll be the guy from Sparkle Hustle. It is indeed. Right. Yeah, Mark Linkus. Mark Linkus, yeah. yeah. Oh. He produced the, the first A Camp album she did. There you go. Yeah. There you go, that's the link. Yeah. It's an honourable it's, stra- it's a strange thing. He didn't get that. It did. I, I didn't get well, it. Well, all the was, clues. I've got a lot of clues, yeah. That's I'm, a I'm half. not taking a point for that. No. No, no. I have some honour. Yes. How about you? No. The answer. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's searching a Kindle, that is. Yeah. Right. Two questions for this time round, then. See if you can do a bit better. You've done fucking appallingly so far. Thank You've got you. one band or track, right? right. Between you. I got two. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Tiebreaker. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, then. I'm okay. saving, my, saving my, all my knowledge for the best bit round. Right. Well, I've got two questions about very big bands that, that uh, you'll, you'll have heard I've of. I've heard of. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's a plus. Love. The band. Uh-huh. Love the band. <laughs> oh, right, no, love. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, love the band. Uh, lived together at one point in a house where it's like the monkeys did. Yeah. Um, they lived in a house formerly belonging to which actor? Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, that's question number one. Question number two relates to the Ramones. You'll be familiar with them and their oeuvre. Oh, yes. Um, but where did the name the Ramones oh, come from? I know that one. Do you? Yeah. Keep it to yourself yeah. and you can tell us next time okay. round. That's the end of... Kicker's Question Time! Now we move on to the piano section of the show. Oh, great. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but I did recently... You're run, not that flexible. No. I did recently run a marathon. Mm. I don't say that with any, any sense of personal self-aggrandisement. No, anyone could do it, if they just found the time. I'm sure they're going to get round to it. Mm. It's just, they perhaps they don't think it's that important. But And, and I did run one, and I, but I make no capital out of that. Yeah, and, and raising a four-figure sum for homeless children in Africa was just a, a byproduct of that endeavour. <laughs> but anyway, the key to running a marathon is all about preparation, musical preparation. And I hear you saying, OK, so it's loads of songs about running, yeah? No, that is exactly what you do not want to do. You, when you put on those trainers and leave the house, you know what you're going to do. You know you're going to be doing it for seven hours a week for 17 weeks. You do not want to be reminded of the fact that you keep, need to keep on running, that you're running up that hill, that someone might catch me if you can, that you're in a very real way a roadrunner. No, what you need is music that allows you to forget that you're running. That is sufficient distraction from the repetitive action, the pain, the monotony and sheer boredom that running can be. Take, for example, the opening track. Imagine the scene. You've got up long before anyone in the house is awake. You've got the gear on. You've left the house to feel the cold and dank weather on your skin. It's pitch black. The road is only illuminated by orange streetlights and the headlights of the few cars that are on the road at this time. The wind whistles through the bushes and you are all alone. You don't need inspiration and motivation. If you've got to that place, you need solace and counselling. What about a man on death row grappling with the consequences of his crime? and his imminent death. Well, that's just the ticket. Cue Nick Cave and the Bad Seas with The Mercy Seat. I began to warm and chill to objects in their fields A ragged cup, a twisted mop Face of Jesus in my soup Those sinister dinner deals A meal trolley's wicked wheels A hook bone rising from my food All things good or ungood and the mercy seat is awaiting And I think my head is burning In a way I'm yearning to be done With all this weighing up the truth An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth And anyway I told the truth And I'm not afraid to die Interpret sign and catalog 
A black and toothy scarlet fog The walls are bad black bottom kind The other sick breath at my heart And I hear stories from the chamber How Christ was born into a manger And like some ragged stranger Died upon the cross And might I say it seems so fitting In his way he was a carpenter by trade Or at least that's what I'm My kill hand is evil Across his brother's fist That filthy five did nothing to Challenge or resist In heaven his throne is made of gold And the ark of his testament is stowed A throne from which I'm told All history does unfold Down here it's made of a wooden wire And in my body is on fire God is never far away My kill hand is called evil Where's a wedding band that's good Tis a long suffering shackle Coloring all that rebel blood And the mercy seat is awaiting And I think my head is burning In a way I'm yearning to be done with all this away And up the truth An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth And anyway Not afraid to die And the mercy seat is burning And I think my head is glowing In a way I'm hoping To be done with all this away And up the truth And I for an eye And a tooth for a tooth And I got nothing left to lose And I'm not afraid to die
That was Laura Nairo with Black Patch. Hmm. Nero. According, yeah. to, according to Wikipedia, oh, Nero right, yeah. and not Nairo. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, lots of vocal gymnastics in that, aren't there? A little bit, yeah. 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 yeah piss me off, they do. Do you know what? <laughs> I mean, I, I, we did our guilty secrets, didn't we? Oh, did we? Yeah. Oh, I, did yes, 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 we did. I remember what I played. I played uh, Barbara Streisand's Stony End. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. It's yeah. Laura Nero, so I didn't realise. Yeah. 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 Nero. Yeah. Yeah. Her as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. But I, 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 I say I love the vocals on that. I say the, the, vocals, the lyrics. I curious, you know, you, you hear a little snippet of lyric, you think, God, that's good. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, this one, uh, Jones uh, is mean street from the gutter and his kindness from God. Yeah. And that, that was, she was talking about an invite to her party. She starts off, everyone coming to a party. She talks about Jones, who must have arrived at the party. Sending right? Jones an invita- inviting card. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm. So... It's about her party, yeah? The whole of the second verse describes a washing line. Mm, it mm. just does nothing other... It's a very good description, yeah. very interesting washing line, but that's all it does, right? Mm. And then the third verse, because there is only three verses, and this is the limit that really struck me, lipstick on her reefer. Mm. I wrote that down as what well. A, what a classy gal she is. Mm. <laughs> well, is I, um... I, I believe I'm right in saying that... Like Leonard Cohen, she was a poet before she wrote music. That she certainly was a poet as well as a musician. I don't know yeah. which came first. Don't you make uh, a but, point though? But, but yeah. that, so lipstick on a reefer. That's what I heard. I thought, cool. That's that's a really strong, sexy, independent woman right there. And then it says, "Waiting for a man," and it tapers off. Yeah. I'm thinking, the woman with this lipstick on a reefer would not be waiting for a man. And I thought, that's that's killed the whole thing. That. Waiting for a man, she's made a subservient. You know, this woman who was so strong, interesting, bohemian, now is sitting there waiting for a man. And I, I, that's my whole thought, that's ruined the whole song. And then it goes, match. But hold on, she's mm. waiting for a match. Yeah. It turns the whole thing around again. Yeah. Now, of course, she's just waiting for someone to light the reefer for her. Yeah. Probably a man who's subservient to her. <laughs> Much better. Can I more. ask? Or just wants a token on that reefer, probably. Can I, I ask? That's, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask? Uh, Joni Mitchell. Yeah. Ricky, Ricky Lee Jones. Uh-huh. Laura Nero. Yeah. Carol King. Uh-huh. Have they all been ever been seen in the same room at the same time? <laughs> Uh, well, there's a lot. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot. Uh, Laura, Do we need four of them? Laura Nero is a lot better than Ricky Lee Jones for, for starters. Uh, Joni Mitchell doesn't really sound that much like that. So if you think Joni Mitchell sounds like that, you just not listen to it properly. I think it sounds like the Style Council personally. <laughs> you think everything sounds like the Style Council? That's <laughs> because you've never heard the Style Council. Yeah. Are you against it? I didn't really enjoy it. I, no. I, I, I mean, there are bits of it I liked. And um, basically, until uh, until she went a bit berserk with her vocals, you know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't really like all that high flute and stuff. Uh, well, there's, there's, the low that... the low pitch right, singer yeah. voice, I quite liked. That's the so, same thing that you've told me before. You didn't like about Joni Mitchell when she goes off. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. like that. I don't yeah. like that. The, the piano is is nice. I like I like yeah. that. So, so that was fine. But it, yeah, it's all right. It didn't didn't do a lot for me. But it was it was perfectly acceptable. You do know that she's dead, don't you? Oh, I don't Come care. on, you know, loosen up a bit. I didn't know. Give her a break. I didn't know she was ill. <laughs> well, one man, one person who's not dead, he just looks that ah. is is uh, Nick Cave, of course. He's Indeed. been looking that way for many years. Uh, and he, and uh, <laughs> acting that way as well. Yeah. Uh, the ghost of a man. Yeah, the ghost of a man. And what, what a song. What a song yeah, that yeah. was. Um, I thought, boys, 
Now, we've discussed on the podcast before how um, I was supposed to get some tickets to go and see Nick Cage. It's a shame that. We're, we're, over it. Ago. we're over it. Now. Well, well, can I just say, speak for yourself. Well, I'm not really And I forgot to get to, to get the tickets, and they mm. sold out, of course. Mm. And, of course, there's no way you boys could have like gone along and got them <laughs> No, no, no. Looked on any of the many websites there <laughs> are these days where you can totally buy Totally impossible to do that. Don't, or you could have just turned up on the night, or, or even gone on Twitter and tried to find some... I thought what I'd bring you along tonight to show you boys is oh, some, of the, some of my tickets for all the many times <laughs> Haven't you been? I've seen Nick Cave in oh, the past. Yes. I thought you might enjoy this. Is, this is podcast gold. There, 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 there is a point to this, so you'll bear with me for a minute. So oh. we've got, uh, uh, in, there, in amongst there, we've got Reading Festival 1990, oh, yeah. when The Good Sun just came out. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I saw him, just before the cramps came on on the main stage. Reading Festival 1992, that's that one there. Mm. Henry's Dream, one of my favourite albums, and he was Good on. Album, that, yeah. Just he was the act on just before the the, the the legendary Nirvana gig, which again I've talked about on here before, but I didn't like that much. Uh, 1994 Shepherd's Bush Empire, uh, Let Love In. I think that was when Shane McGowan came on to sing Diana. But to be honest, there's so many times <laughs> I've seen him. They all get a bit mixed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, again in 1994 at Glastonbury on the main stage, Saturday night, it went Nick Cave, Paul Weller, Elvis, and the reformed attractions with Elvis Costello headlining. What a night that was. You should have been there, boys. You'd have yeah. loved it. Yeah. Uh, 1996, <laughs> that's this one, Murder Ballads Tour at the Brixton Academy. Oh, yeah. uh, 1997, there's this ticket here, um, uh, the Boatman Calls, Boatman's Call, Call Bo- yeah. the Boatman's Call Tour yeah. at yeah. the Royal Albert Hall. You got, you got pretty popular by then. Glastonbury 98, uh, was, who was following on from Bob Dylan, who uh, you know, actually wasn't very good, but Nick Cave Jimmy certainly was. 2001, I don't think I actually have a ticket for that one, I don't think. No, I don't believe it. 2001, 2001, Brixton Academy, mm. or No More Shall We Part. But I'm not mm. just telling you about all this to gloat. Otherwise, we could call this section of the, sh- the podcast The Gloat Man Calls. Hey! But I'm not just telling you about no. it for that. Okay. No, no, no. Um, what I wanted to say was that pretty much every one of those gigs, the absolute killer highlight was that song yeah. The Mercy Seat and I'm, I may be a bit biased because The Mercy Seat was the first Nick Cave song I ever heard and the first one that made the 20 year old me or however old it was they go what the fuck is that I need <laughs> to hear more from, from this, this bloke yeah uh, but the version that the Bad Seeds played through most of those gigs is very different to the one we heard it's there. It's the good song, isn't it? On the good song, Tender Prey. Tender Prey. Opening okay. song off Tender Prey, yes, and it's right. the, the the version that the Bad Seeds would have played in at all of these gigs, and they did play at all of these gigs, even though they didn't play much else from that era. They didn't play anything else from that era. But by the time we get to like nineteen ninety-seven, two thousand and one, was very similar to the Tender Prey version, but it was faster, angrier, shoutier, and at every single one of those gigs I mentioned, it was. One of the most insane, intense live performances I have ever seen. Mm. Uh, and I remember it very clearly. You can watch the Glastonbury 98 version, that's on YouTube. Uh, but the best version is, is on the, the, it was the one that opens up the, um, the live album, Live Seeds. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just, I mean, it just lacks the sheer force of, even the Live Seeds album, it lacks the sheer force of, you've got to hear it live, boys, I'm yeah. sorry to say. Well, yeah, we, we, might, we might have done if yeah. we had someone more reliable in the... Well, he doesn't play, he doesn't play that version. He doesn't play anymore. Days anymore. He plays that piece of research, which a, is good, but, you know... I bought, I bought that um, Tender Prey album, you're right, that, and actually that was the first Nick Cave album I bought as well. Yeah. Um, and it came with a, a seven-inch single. I don't know if you got this at the same as well. And on the seven-inch single, there were I think there were four tracks. It was an acoustic version. Of it. Acoustic, yeah. yeah. And that's a fantastic version as well. It is, but it's not as good as no, it's not as good, it's as, not as, good as, as the full band version. No, no, I, I agree. Yeah, that was yeah. the that was actually because you put that on a, a mixtape for me. That was the first time I heard that song. Oh, the acoustic so, one. Yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. I, that really sold me on it. 
Yeah. But, and here's to smash your theory that, that songs are not enhanced by talking, talking bits. Yeah. Because the, the Johnny Cash version of that song, yeah. he does it spoken word. Yeah. At the start? Yeah. 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 When they put me on death row, a crowd for which I'm totally in it, don't you know? In a no, but it, it, in, in the Nick Cave version, he also talks a bit, and you just can't hear him very well. But he says that he says, uh, I'm, I'm a crime for, he doesn't say I'm totally innocent of it. He says, a crime for which I'm uh, almost completely innocent. Nearly wholly innocent, he says. A crime for which, which I'm nearly wholly innocent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which kind of puts that good bit of doubt there. I, yeah. talking, talking of doubt, I, when I first heard that, I thought that song was, I think I might have just read Gary Gilmore's book, or was it, is it a biography mm-hmm. rather than an autobiography? I can't, I can't right. remember. And I thought that has to be about Gary Gilmore, but it, apparently it's not. Right. That's insightful. Who is Gary Gilmore? Gary Gilmore was the guy on Death Row who. who won, Gary I, know, I know this is who, not Gary Gilmore's eyes, who but I don't fought know who for he the is. right to be executed. Mm. He wanted to be executed? Yeah. Mm. Why? Because he wanted to die. He didn't want to. Didn't, didn't want to Had he done something? Yeah, he killed, killed two people. Right, and he, and he wanted to be executed, but they said. It's a good film, good film with that very famous actor, something. I, I'm thinking Ricky Lee Jones, but clearly it's not. It is something Jones. Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones, yeah. Um, what, the, um, uh, the, uh, the one with, uh, with Harrison Ford and the One-Armed Man? That one. No. One-Armed Man, no. One-Armed Man, it's a different thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. I thought, I wonder what, what goes on with you know, executions, etc. How many states in America do you think still execute by um, electrocution? Electrocution. Electrocution? Yeah. Seven. No. Twenty-five. No, four. Only four oh, states. No. Only four states that electrocute. The rest, the rest of them obviously kill people willy-nilly, mm-hmm. uh, but with lethal injection. What four states do you think? Oh, Texas. No, no. Hawaii. No. Hawaii. <laughs> I just imagine why everyone thinks Hawaii is this lovely yeah. tropical paradise, but actually they're, they're <laughs> really, really right. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to show any more out in case that no. Arkansas, state. Alabama. Florida, South Carolina, and Virginia. Right. They're the only they're, states now that electrocute. At least two of those. I don't really know where some of them are, but at least two the of them are right in the south. Yeah, they're they're yeah. 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 I'm not going to go murdering people down those states anymore. No. no. Luckily, do it all, all, your, all, yeah. your, all, your, all your murders around Newton and Manchester <laughs> and yeah. the northwest of England, <laughs> you're all right. <laughs> do, you, do you know, I've got a little, little question for you. Mm-hmm. I, 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 for some reason, I thought Nick Cave was from a, a city in, uh, in... I thought he was from Brisbane or Melbourne or somewhere like that. But mm-hmm. I, I just found out he's not. He's oh. actually from a, a, a very small town oh. called... Now, I'm not I'm sure about the pronunciation, but I'm mm-hmm. going to say it's Waracknabeel. 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 There's another very famous musician... Who, believe it or not, who comes from this small place? He's almost exactly the same age as as, uh, as Nick. Uh, you're not going to. I don't know. I don't think you're going to guess it. But uh, the guy from the Saints? Uh, no, no. Uh, Mark Ribbo. You know the, the guitarist who works oh, with Tom Waits. Ribbo. Uh, Ribbo. Yeah. I think probably Ribbo. Yeah, no, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, but you could call him Ribbo if you yeah. like. Uh, and and uh, I don't think those two have ever worked together. But uh, no. I think. But I mean, they, they should. They bloody should. They yeah. might. They should be school. And now, boys and girls, it's time for the latest episode of Wizards at Home. This week, Kicker and Rebel want to watch TV, but they can't find anything on. The daft buggers. Hey, Rebel, can you see what's on telly? Looks like a bunch of flowers and an ashtray to me. Oh, for crying out loud. Will you pass us the radio times? 
Not much point. I can tell you what we've got on because it's nine o'clock. And so it must be time for... Scandinavian noir drama of the most dour and miserable kind. Oh, right. You mean those shows where they all speak English with the wrong vowels in a mumbly, impossible-to-understand way. With subtitles. Oh, then, no, what's the mean? just, it's just like this for fun. Oh, yeah, that's right. Here it is. You know what perk this up a bit? Tack, my friend. It needs a disco beat. Det 
So that was uh, DeLorean Dynamite by Todd Turgy or Turje or Turje, I reckon. Turje, Turje. Yeah. yeah, he's Norwegian, you know. He is. Yeah, and so <laughs> that's why I think he probably doesn't pronounce the j as a j. Ah, like the like like joke. Be a y. Yeah, like the <laughs> joke. Like the joke. The joke. Yeah. Um, Good album title. Good album title. <laughs> it's it's clear and to the point. Isn't it? Yeah, it's album title. It's album title. That's exactly what it is. Tell, tell you. Can I just say that this is not an album that I normally would have bought, uh-huh. uh, but it was sent to me as part of my um, Rough Trade album. Oh, album club, club yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and I have to say that I was not anticipating liking it very much. It's uh, well, it seems to me it's a disco album. But, mm. you know, it, it, it worked for me. I think it works better with the uh, Scandinavian noir drama Undress. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But, but, but nevertheless, apparently he's, he's very popular. There's a track on here. This, the, uh, the last track, which is called Inspector Norse. Did you see what he did there? Yeah. Uh, apparently he's a huge hit in the clubs. Right. Or was a couple of years ago. It's taken yeah. him two years to put all these tracks together as an album. Three, wow. six, nine... It's a double, double album. Double album, yeah. It's a double album, although it, I think it might play at 45, I can't remember. Uh, all I would say about it is that I, I, I did like it. Mm. I have to say, I did quite like it, but quite liked it. But it's just, um, you know, it, uh, it reminded me an awful lot 
as in it is pretty much exactly the same as um, the, uh, the the mid- famous Midnight Express soundtrack, you know, the Turkish drug smuggling film from mm, the late yeah. 70s. And mm. I think that's uh, Giorgio Moroder's soundtrack. Mm. I'm not sure if it is or not. Uh, but anyway, the music from there's that, a bit of that too. Uh, yeah, is a very yeah, yeah. W- big selling soundtrack at the time. And it sounds very similar to that. And lots of other sort of late 70s, obviously I Feel Love and stuff like that. There's a yeah. little bit along those lines. But in it, it's, you know, great music always borrows from the past and takes little bits from here and little bits from there, and and adapts it and improves it, and or, you know, or, or puts its own twist on it. He doesn't seem to have put much of his own twist on it. It's it's mm. it's just it's just a, it's just a sound a, a, from a, a, yeah, yeah, that that sound. Yeah. There's, there's, take, there's nothing new about it. Yeah. Take all um, those points and coalesce them into a single word. It's boring. You've had it boring. Right? I, I tried a few times, a few times, yeah. and I couldn't at any point. Get any foothold mm. in the song at all? Tedious, <laughs> <laughs> really tedious. But you mentioned Georgia Marauder and I feel other things like that. Yeah, and a bit that got that pulse rate. It's faster. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's got vocals on it. Well, and a, tu- and a and a really good and a tune, out- outstanding tune. Yeah, yeah. Well, this yeah. is none of those things. <laughs> it took him two years to put eleven of those together. Seemingly, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's got it's a slower life in Norway, isn't it? <laughs> he's got a song. It's a, the only song with vocals on it, I think, is is uh, it says. Johnny and Mary featuring Brian Ferry. Yeah. Johnny and Mary is that. I was always running around. Yeah, that. I hate that song. It doesn't sound much like the original. Good. And another advantage, it doesn't sound much like Brian Ferry. Well, even better. I still don't really want to hear it. It's a song I don't like, played by an artist that I'm not particularly keen on, with a guest appearance from someone I don't like. I've just got to give it a miss. Let's coalesce that into one particular word. We hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what I do like, though. I do like, in fact, I not just like it, I think it's absolutely lovely. I do like the cover art. Yeah. I love this thing. I don't know what you call it. It's an insert here. Yes. Uh, a, 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 just, of, yeah, sort of in, in a sleeve kind of thing. And it's a picture of what appears to be, I would say, a pterodactyl mm. wearing a suit, a bedraggled suit, very much like Nick Cave. Yes, it, it, it it's could kind be. Of, it, it's it yeah, very cartoon Nick Cave. Yeah. While sitting on the floor with a bottle of, of uh, booze behind him, he's wearing a sombrero, he's in a forest, <laughs> he's got maracas, yeah. he's got his finger on a, a dead snake and another discarded maraca, and between his toes... Is holding a recorder. Yeah. Now <laughs> that is the best part of the album. To be yeah. Thinking. Now, the, from all that description yeah. I've just said, yeah. if if the if the listener was to try and draw a picture of what I just described, <laughs> and send it's it still. Please send them please in. Send, send them in. in. Yeah. I, I was about to say I'm going to tweet this <laughs> this picture and send it out, but no, I don't. I want the listener, based on what I just said, <laughs> yeah. to draw a picture of what send, I just said send and us. send that to us, and we'll tweet that instead. Yeah. Well, even yeah. better, go out this Sunday afternoon. With a whistle, with maracas, <laughs> with a dead snake. <laughs> I missed that bit. And, a and do a selfie. <laughs> As a project, uh, I, I investigated Jamaican music recently. Uh, and when I think of Jamaican music, and indeed when I, when I looked at it, uh, you know, calypso, steel drum, reggae, you know, that's all there. Uh, but I found that that my real love of Jamaican music is ska. When I started researching it, playing a few songs, uh, ska music jumped out at me, and you remembered what a vibrant, exciting music it is. That um, didn't take itself too seriously, uh, and always throwing th- TV theme tunes in there. But it seemed to me that, that having a message in these songs was very much part of their DNA. Uh, and there was so much great ska music there. Obviously, I found... Uh, the, the selector were still releasing records, which was fantastic. But then the absolute cream of the crop, the cream of the crop was 
the Pannonia All-Stars Scar Orchestra. And the, the cover to the album is just fantastic. A gold cover with a man leaping up the title of, of the album. Absolutely brilliant stuff. And it made me think, this is it. This is the Caribbean as it's fine. This is what they will be listening to in the Caribbean right now. This will be top of the charts because the music's come on. It sounds so crisp and brilliant and vibrant. I absolutely loved it. And then, of course, I did reflect on the fact that the selector, uh, obviously, as I mentioned before, the lead singer was born in Romford. Uh, the whole band came from Coventry. So not technically particularly Caribbean. But I thought, well, it's okay, because we've got the Pannoni All-Star Scar Orchestra there representing the Caribbean. Uh, didn't think too much more about it until we came to do this podcast and I looked up a bit more about the band. They're from Hungary. The whole Scar scene is in Hungary. And I went back and I looked at what the top ten was in the Caribbean. There's no Scar in the top ten. I don't know who Sean Paul is, but he doesn't sound very... Dancehall, he's dancehall. Dancehall, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, it occurred to me, actually, rather than listening to music I love from the Caribbean... I was actually listening to music I love. There was an evolution of the music made really by probably The Clash. It's a mixture of punk and reggae. It's, it's, it's music that, that really, I guess, came from the Midlands in the 1970s. But not, not to worry about that. Um, yeah, here, here is the, the Caribbean's finest, the Pannoni All-Star Scar Augusta with Do the Rocker Styley. Budapest 
There we go. <laughs> Caribbean all the way. <laughs> Jamaican patois for you there. <laughs> <laughs> now then, I, I looked this band up. Mm-hmm. I was surprised to find they were from Hungary, to be fair. But uh, it did give me an excuse to look up uh, how many professional football teams in Hungary uh, uh-huh. there are who have won the Hungarian League. Um, who would, we probably know mm-hmm. going back to the days of the the European Cup, mm-hmm. you know, right. who played in that. Actually, Cup Winners' Cup generally would be the the, the really obscure ones. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, there are loads there. Now, there's Budapest Honvéd, Ujpest Doja. Do you remember them? No. Um, All I've got is Ferenc Varos, uh, obviously. Ferenc Varos and Honvéd. There's the there's the because uh, I was a teenage armchair. Honved That's right. Vassas. Yeah. Cespal, well, you know, I, I basically I listen to them, um, and uh, yeah, there you go. And we've Fantastic. been joined, by the way, listener, by uh, the Trust uh, the Wizard's Hound, the Trust the Wizard's Hound, Rebel Ricketts' dog, and he is quite literally hungry. <laughs> he, is, he is eating stuff <laughs> off the floor there. Uh, he is, is he Hungarian? Your, your dog? No, he's not. No, he's a Shih Tzu. Is he? Yeah. Do you know? I went to uh, yeah. went to Chester Zoo, and uh, and all they had was one dog. It's a Shih Tzu. <laughs> anyway, um, no, no, I've more. I've got more. I've got more. I've got more. Do you know the members of the band? Not personally. Do you, not look, did you look them up? No. Oh yes, you'll like this. Oh good. Yeah, uh, Lord Panama Pan Panamo. Lord Panamo, because he wears a Panama hat. Uh-huh. Yeah, Tony Ass. Oh yes, Tony Ass. Yes. Yeah. Mister VJ, uh. Babaluki, Tommy Hot, Mister P, and Doctor Strict. Oh, very good. Possibly not their real names. No, yeah, but probably. <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a movement, isn't there? I know Is there? there? Yeah, I noticed there was. Uh, there's other. Scar bands yeah. in Hungary. Oh, really? Well, uh, uh, I don't know about Hungary because I've no, never been there, but I certainly know that uh, uh, about 15 years ago I spent quite a bit of time in, in Athens and there's a big uh, Scar scene there. And uh, there's a, at that, that time they were, they, they, they were a Scar band. They've become more of a sort of just a straightforward punk band, but a, a Turkish band called Athena uh, who had a massive, massive hit with a song called Scar Longer. I think I might have put on compilations for you before, but, they're, but they're, there's not much of a Turkish scar scene as such. But those guys were massive in Turkey, uh, about, yeah, about 12 years ago. And those guys from Hungary, let's let's not forget, were brilliant. Oh, yes, that's a superb yeah. song. They yeah. rocked in style. I especially yeah. like the. I, I, I quite like the everybody did. Especially like the the toasting bits. They were that was. Is that what you call it toasting? I was thinking, what is this? Not rapping. I think it's not, I don't know. Toasting sounds good. Toasting. Yeah. Yeah. Keep toasting. That's what I'm calling it. We're going to play a track from up-and-coming Manchester band E-Numbers next. Uh, Rebel and me recently interviewed Mike, Claire and Sarah from the band. Uh, That interview will be on our site very soon, along with a couple more of their songs. Uh, Mike told us that E-Numbers play overly complicated indie pop songs for people who overthink. That's right in our target area here at the Wizards Central. Here's Mike to introduce the next track. Um, the song Don't Let Us Down, it was written a couple of years ago. I guess mainly it was uh, the main theme to do with it was um, when there was quite a bit of change in my life when I came down to Manchester for the first time. Um, and uh, how 
that can kind of be quite difficult to you know well it, it takes a lot of time to unravel it's difficult to adapt to some things sometimes so that's the main kind of theme of the song <laughs>
Now, I understand that is fizzed up, synthed up, sugar-coated, colour-coded fidget pop. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what that's it says on, on, that, on the SoundCloud page. Yeah, I like that very much. That's an yeah, e- excellent description. Of the, of the music, yeah. I thought they sounded a, a bit Johnny Foreigner, actually, in yes. places. Well, it was clear from the interview when I mentioned something about Johnny Foreigner that uh, they knew that they, they knew they were their fans clearly. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they, they actually reminded me of you know everything, everything. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the, the early singles, shall we say? And is there yeah. a, is there a guitar line on there that's that is almost Bundu Boys? I, well, I, I again, you need to listen to the interview because I, was, I asked him the question about the that bit. Ah. yeah, which might be the same bit you're referring to. Yeah. I think I confused them. Did you? I confused Mike, but he didn't wasn't sure exactly what part of the song I was talking about when I was going to go. You know that bit that goes, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> which is the Twilight Zone, to be honest. Yeah, well, yeah, possibly. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I was fascinated by that because I thought you can't possibly play this live, and I think they, they they sort of confirmed at the end of the day that they would struggle to make play that live. Mm. But when when I said to him, you know, well, well how have you done the studio? He said that he said, oh, we we use sequences. Well, and, the, and the drums weren't. The, he said the drums on that weren't live. When they mm. play live, uh, you know, they, they have a drummer. Yeah, they have a, a live yeah. drummer. But uh, but he also uses samplers and sequences. The drummer does, right, as well. Yeah, because he was uh, saying you, yes, you'd hit a, hit a thing and the, the, the sequencing thing yeah. goes off. Don't get all technical on me. Yeah. yeah, we don't want to spoil that. You know, tell tell no, us no, everything no, no, that the boys. No, the, 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 the didn't explain. Mike and Clarence. I was too embarrassed to ask, but I was fascinated because I thought, oh. A sequencer, what, what, what does that do then? Because I thought... Okay. It, well, it's sequences, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You, yeah. Use, well, you use it to build... Sorry, I'll stop being facetious. You <laughs> use it to build sequences of beats or Could, could you make it or, so that the bits, for want of a better word, bits that weren't in time, can you sequence them so they sort of slot into time? Well, they will They will be in time, won't they? If it depends on your definition of it, in time. But if you... Yeah, because it will, it will... It's like a loop. Is it? Yeah, you play you play things on loops. You can create loops. You can you play loops different numbers of times right. to build a whole track or a whole album. Yeah. I don't think he does. You're gla- he's glazing over. Yeah. Um, now, unfortunately, I wasn't party to this interview. Who yeah. who, who did you speak to? Mike, Claire, and Sarah. Ah, okay. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure you asked them some insightful questions and, and challenged them on various levels. Oh yes. Yeah, um, yeah. But did you ask them about e numbers? What about well, we did kind of yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. Well, did you probably not directly about what, what's your question about e numbers? I have a number of questions about yeah. e numbers. Okay, um, you know what the E and E number stands for, do you? Uh, no, no idea. Europe. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, and uh, do you know what the uh, the lowest E number is? Zero. No. Really? One. No. That must be minus four hundred and fifty. No. I'm not going to let you go until you guess. Right, well, there we go. <laughs> no. Stop recording and then start recording after. <laughs> Ninety-three. <laughs> no. Is it um, ninety-four? No. Ninety-five. No. Uh, ninety-six. No. No. 97? No. 98? No. Uh, is it 99? It isn't, no. Uh, uh, 101. Oh, for fuck's sake. No. 100? Yes! Yes, thank God! <laughs> thank God! Yeah, lowest E number <laughs> is... is 
hundred. <laughs> Who'd have thought it? Right. What about the highest? <laughs> one hundred and one. <laughs> You've said that one. One hundred and two. You know, I'll tell you. Okay, the the, the highest number is he one thousand five hundred. Twenty nine. One thousand five hundred twenty nine. Twenty five. One thousand five hundred twenty five. That's okay. Uh, and there's, there's, there's more baseball. And there are a number of gaps. <laughs> so there's some numbers that don't have yeah. E number equivalent. <laughs> so we need to. Maybe invent some new ones. I'd like to, to, I'd like to ask you numbers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why are they all And that alarm signals time for the biscuit quiz. Yay. Yes, the biscuit quiz, or as I like to call it, name that biscuit. Okay. Now, Chirito is a, is a big fan of the, the convoluted rule, mm-hmm. and so you'll you'll particularly enjoy this. Am I? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. you are. <laughs> now, uh, the idea is I've got five biscuits. Uh, one, oh, the two, three, four, four. Isn't that a Robert Pollard? Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good idea. Though. We should tell him he hasn't done that yet. Um, yeah, five biscuits. Uh, we'll we'll take it in turns. I mean, you know, whatever. Basically, you've got a choice to name that biscuit, and you can either okay. name that biscuit in one, in which case I'll give you a fairly random clue uh-huh. to the biscuit. I'll name that biscuit in two, yeah. and I'll give you two, getting a little bit easier. Yeah. Or I'll name that biscuit in three, and I'll give you all three. Three clues. Three clues. To the biscuit. To the biscuit, yeah. yes. Do, biscuit. do any of these involve handling? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You, unfor- unfortunately, biscuits. I don't have any biscuits with okay. me. But what I do have is a prize. We actually Gosh. have a prize, a live prize to the winner. So, I'll offer you the, the first biscuit and I'll give you the first letter yeah. to make it easier. Okay, the okay. first letter. Can I just point out a possible flaw in this quiz? No, not yet. Okay. Um, so I'll give you the first letter. And <laughs> not, I'll, no, there isn't time. <laughs> and, and you can either say, I'll, I'll, if, for example, if I offer the first one to you, Rebel, and you say, I'll name that biscuit in three. Okay. If you want to have a go at it, you'll have to yeah. name it in two or indeed one. Yeah. Right, okay. If he wants to just go for it, he can just name it in one. That is quite complicated. Yeah, okay. okay. All right, so let's go. The first bis- biscuit is a biscuit that begins with B. Mm-hmm. Right, Rebel, name that biscuit. I'll name it a three. Okay. Well, I have to name it in two then, do or, I? Well, unless you think... Do I get it? more points for naming it in two? No, you, yeah, you do, yeah. Yeah. But if you want to have a go, name it in two. Yeah. If you don't want to have a go, he can name it in three. Uh-huh. And you can hear all so three. So I can play or pass? Yeah, when well, you can, yeah. Okay, right, I'm going to play. If you're <coughs> going to play, play. I'm going to name it in two. Now, do you want to name it in one? Or are you going to let me name it in no, two? No, I'll crumble. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you'll name that biscuit in two. So you get yeah, two clues. All right. That's my plan, yeah. All right. So this biscuit, beginning with B, yeah. was originally called Criola. Oh, that's your first clue. Okay, don't, can you I don't, have a guess? You, you can if you want. Okay. No, okay. Look, well, Criola, Criola, that's Louisiana. Uh, 
and bourbon is uh, comes from that part of the world. But I, I'd like to hear the other crew, the other uh, um, clue. Cool. Okay, the second clue is the current name is taken from a European royal house. Bourbon is correct. Yes. So you yeah. you score <clears throat> two, two points. points. Two points. So you keep, you keep the keep uh, this is the, the sandwich-style biscuit, consisting of two thin, oblong, dark chocolate-flavoured biscuits with a chocolate buttercream filling. Oh, that, was, that was the third, third, third yeah. clue. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only biscuit yeah. I'm going to be beat, I knew. So. All, right. All right, here's a biscuit. Should have gone with, I should have gone named with. it in one. He thought when he said two, I thought he meant two letters. I meant two clues. Oh, right, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. okay. Anyway, so, 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 yeah. oh. this is a bis- biscuit beginning with N. N, okay, I'll name it in two. All right. I'll name it one. <laughs> Will you? <laughs> okay. So, so Rebel Ricket. Yes. This biscuit has a name whose pronunciation causes some controversy. Nutmeg. <laughs> I think I've got it. I'm afraid not, but I'm going to give yeah. you a second clue anyway. Okay. Can I not get in one? Can I not name it in one and not have a second clue and then get three points? You can. Two? Nice. It is a nice or indeed a nice oh, biscuit. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Coconut flavoured, etc. All right. Dang. Yeah, okay. So this one comes to you. Uh, this to him now. Me no. No, that last one was for me. Oh, was it? Yes, okay. Yeah. All right. This, this biscuit begins with M. I'll name it in four. You don't get four. Three. <laughs> well, I suppose I'll have to try and name it in two then. Okay. Right. Do you want to name it in one? No. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you need the points, Rebel. You need the points. You're not going to get this. <laughs> okay. The name comes from the Italian for to bruise. Okay. It's described as a meringue-like cookie and includes almonds and coconut. Uh, I'm going to have to hurry. No, I don't know that. No. Right, you can get the third. You can get the third clue. It's often baked on edible rice paper. Marzipan? Oh, Jesus. It's not even a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a macaroon. Is it? A oh, macaroon. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a macaroon. See, I don't like them. No, right. That would never be in my... That wouldn't even make the top 20 biscuits. All right. Yeah. I think I've got a feeling you might, might be right with this. This is uh, a biscuit that begins with H. I'll name it in two. Mm. Uh, H, H, um, I'll name it in one. <laughs> I bet you don't. <laughs> so this biscuit is composed of two pieces of shortcake. Um, uh, um, uh, Glitter? No. <laughs> I'm not even going to credit it. It's filled with raspberry jam and unlike jammy dodgers, cream. Jammy Dodgers, it sounds nice. It does sound good. It's got cream and jam in it. Yeah. Uh, Between two pieces of shortcake. Yeah. Pieces of shortcake. Two words. Uh, no. All right, I'll no, go back to you then. Totally. It's imprinted no. with, with faces that have holes where the eyes and mouth would go. Is that beginning with H? It's mm. one of them. Mm. That's a Jammy Dodger. No, it's, it's not it's a It's called a happy... Face yes, it's a happy face. Oh, it's a happy face, just like oh, yours now. Yes. Oh, anything but a happy face. <laughs> All right, whose go is this? I've kind of lost the will to live. Well, I don't get any points for that. I don't think because I said I'd never. No, you don't. Know, I don't no, 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 yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, give me, give me. Come. It, it's a biscuit that begins with H. Oh God. 
on the same one. <laughs> it's not the same one. That would be really <laughs> even more pointless <laughs> than what we're doing, to be fair. Three. 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 Not pointless, I'm winning. <laughs> I'll name it two, then. All right. This biscuit was previously known as Suncroc when sold in Italy. Okay. <laughs> it's an oat biscuit similar to an Anzac Ooh. biscuit. Ooh. Is it a hobnob? It is a hobnob! Yes! <laughs> That's another two points. Oh, yeah. Well, this is very exciting because it means that we have the first prize giving um, yeah. of, of the podcast. It's, it's a selection of traditional biscuits from Wales. And, and you might want to tell the listener where you, where you pick those up. Yes, you, well, that's true. I was, I was a at plug. Crabstock, Crabstock uh, yeah. the uh, Fruits de Mare Festival of Psychedelia, uh, which took place in Cardigan uh, last weekend and was absolutely fantastic. I've written a blog about it on our uh, website. Podcast, yeah. And there's a little podcast thing and an interview with Keith Jones out of Fruits de Mare, uh, etc. No biscuits on that podcast, but we have biscuits here. Thanks, Thanks for all the biscuits. Benjamin Shaw.
remember is you with the stone in your hand. The bed on your gums made my heart want to dance. And I know that in time you'll be tied up and lonely. So walk to the bridge for the last time. So slow, put the telly on. Everyone's gone. No, it won't be long till everyone's gone. No, it won't be long till everyone's gone. Away, 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 away. No, 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 the pox is what I got. <laughs> You've got the pox and the pox is what you got. You can't yeah. put it simpler than that. Uh, and he's he's got a what was this? His his, his new one is good, Goodbye Kagul World. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, yeah he's, mm. he's he's into his puns. Um, oh, what a great song! It's quite weird. Mm. It's kind of in like three or four different bits. And the first minute or so, where it's got that melotron, like um, he started singing. Uh, he's 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 doing it, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was very strawberry fields as well at the start. And there's a weird, very weird noises, either in a sort of old-fashioned analogue synth, possibly a theremin in the no, start. Yeah. At the start there, I think mean, it's probably a synth. And then there's that kind of acoustic guitar bit, which has got the words, mm. which is also very nice. But then I really like the ending, where it's got almost a full band, and that bit where it goes, it won't be long till everyone's gone away, <laughs> away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think it's about mortality? It won't be long till everyone's gone away? I, I understood uh, that. But if it, <clears throat> the end of the world, I think it was about yeah. yeah, I think it's fairly <coughs> bleak. Well, I, I well I, again probably because of the title, it, it was making me think of uh, uh, Douglas Adams and, and so long and thanks for all the fish and mm. stuff. But uh, um, I think it's I about why, it's about humanity, isn't it? Well, it, it, it's certainly really bleak. But then actually, it's quite a decent pop song. You get towards the end. You've actually got the lyrics in front of you there. <clears throat> good, good luck with that. I've got another biscuit in front of me. <laughs> I don't know about you. Just to describe to the list of oh. what I've got here, which is, I, I assume, inside... That's the insert the, CD, yeah. The insert from the CD, which is a photocopied, blue photocopied piece of paper mm. on one side with a, a cack-handed drawing <laughs> of an old lady shouting, uh, Benjamin Shaw, I got the pox, the pox is what I I think got. it might actually be Benjamin Shaw rather than an old lady. Okay, right. fair enough, fair enough. Mm. Please. 
His eyes are bulbous. <laughs> there, was a, there was another word. That's what happens eyes. when you get the pot. Very true. Yeah. Fast and bulbous. Yep. <laughs> the mascara state. Fast and bulbous. Now, if you, if you are telling me that the lyrics are on the back of this... They are, yes. Um, Good luck, as I said. Yeah. There's no way on God's earth I could possibly dig them out. It's the at the beginning. He's not, he's not a friend of Mr. Paragraph, is he? <laughs> no, he's been the whole lot in, in one big, long thing. Yeah. Right. No, or Mr. Sentence. Yeah. Uh, I got the pox, the pox is what I got. All I think of is you and the traffic. Below, I still smell your legs from oh, yeah, when yeah. I yeah. saw you yeah. home. Mm. And I know that it's wrong when I hope all these people collapse in the rain. <laughs> and I won't ask again that you think about the future when the salt has burrowed through your <laughs> veins. But all you think about is feelings. It won't be long. Uh, etc. It et won't be long. All I remember is you with the stone in your hand. The red one ye guns manned. <laughs> no, no, I think, I think we've, mm. Rebel Ricket has run out of battery there. I think I have. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, difficult much to more, read. Much more sinister there was all that stuff about I've felt and still smell your legs from when I've fallen. Oh, I think, I have to say, I, I, I love this EP and I love his new EP as well, which I've, I've got um, a download of because I've ordered the um, the 7 inch, I think it's a 7 inch EP, it might be a 10 inch, I'm not sure. Um, I particularly love the fact that this EP, the the pox is what I've got. Oh, the, I've got the pox, pox is what I've got. Comes in a, with a stapled together cover. Uh-huh. I don't think I've got any other stapled together covers in my, yeah. my collection. I also love the fact that his new uh, EP, the uh, Goodbye Kagul World, comes with a stress ball. Oh, which know. which I think is is very very nice of him. I I think he's great. He's my favourite artist of the year. Well, he won't thank you for saying that. Will you not? No, he won't. You can see. He, he says on his blog here, um, <laughs> So that record came out this week, and judging by reviews, it seems to have gone quite well. Maybe even better than last time. Certainly no one who hated it this time. I'm looking at you, subculture. Although, do music sites even do anything other than everything is wonderful? Uh. So that's exactly what you've done. Well, reviews these days. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it anyway. Before I turn the positives into a everything is meaningless, I should do what I came here to do. Which was basically launch his show next Tuesday. But he's objecting to the fact that people like his record. Well, it's tough. Me. Tough, because but I well, like it. How, well, if I said it was rubbish, would he, would, he, would he be happy with that? It's hard to know. I, I don't think it was rubbish, but no. I, mean, I, just want, well, I just want him to be happy. Do you know what will make, we'll make him happy? Should we send him a biscuit? We should send him some biscuits. We should. We'll, if we can save one, we'll send him it. It's unlikely. Now we come to the section of the show where we try to convert the sceptic. Convert the sceptic to something that they, they can't countenance. In this instance, it's Mr Kick Ravel's countenancing, <laughs> enjoying music by the Beach Boys. Mm. So we set him a task. Uh, myself and Sharifo uh, each picked three Beach Boys songs a band that he loathes and despises, <laughs> and asked him to listen to them. And we're going to explain why either we think it's, it's the quality that he's going to like, or maybe we could sneak into, under, under some other criteria, knowing what he likes in music, and just find a song that will surprise him, and he will be converted. should also say that we, we set a, a rule whereby I, I know the Pet Sounds album, mm-hmm. and uh, I think I know most of the, the really big hits, so you couldn't choose those. But I did choose one. Well, apparently, but I didn't know it. So sorry. Oh, didn't you? No. Good lord! Right, okay. Do you want to go first? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, 
I'm not that much of a Beach Boys fan myself, it has to be said. Uh, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a few songs that I think are absolutely fantastic, like maybe four or five, but uh, they're mostly quite big hits off, off Pet Sounds. So um, I had to uh, get a bit of help with this. Uh, I did choose a song uh, which is called Full Breaks and Back to Winter off the Smiley Smile album. I think it's subtitled something like the Woody Woodpecker Symphony or something like that. I completely chose that because I have it. I, I know that song because I have it on a compilation album of sort of ambient, uh, weird music by a guy called David Toop and uh, it's called Ocean of Sound. And I, I knew it from that. And it basically doesn't sound much like the Beach Boys. So I thought, uh, if he doesn't like the Beach Boys, I'll play him a song that doesn't sound much like him. Maybe he'll like that. Uh, so that was my thinking. Mm. Uh, Mrs. Garbanzo does like the Beach Boys, uh, and her favourite song by a mile is is one called uh, Breakaway, if, uh, which is off the album Friends. So, so I put that one there for Mrs. Garbanzo, and then I spoke to a good friend of mine, a friend of the podcast, uh, James Clark of the James Clark Five, who is an absolute expert on on the Beach Boys and plays at all the conventions and things like that with his with his uh, band Surfs Up and. Uh, you know, a very, very knowledgeable guy. And I said, what shall I play that might entice somebody who's, who's not convinced by the Beach Boys? And he suggested Feel Flows of the album Surf's Up. OK. So, so that was the three. three selections thrown at Mr. Vells. Hmm. I went with... Well, I went through different strategies, right? Uh, I know that uh, Kicker Rolls likes uh, guitar-driven sort of surf, surf music, like Wiper and things mm-hmm. like that. So I found, uh, I found, called, I found a song called uh, Shutdown Part 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is from the Shutdown Volume 2 album. Uh, and it's... You wouldn't expect it to be a Beach Boys track, particularly there's no vocals on it for a start. Mm-hmm. And it is just a good riff against some uh, you know, good garage rock, right. uh, which I thought, he surely can't object to that. <laughs> I may have been wrong there. <laughs> uh, then I actually did, I, I did pick a single, so this was, this was getting close to the edge of uh, acceptability in this particular uh, exercise. Uh, called Heroes and Villains. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a very well-known single, but it's a very weird single. Uh, it, it, it's, I, I thought, Mr. Vows will like this because it's unnecessarily complicated. Uh, <laughs> it has string sections, and then it goes into sort, sort of really rocky and psychedelic sections, uh, and then every time they say that Heroes and Villains, they all launch into uh, this amazing chorus. I thought that was a ridiculous song, <laughs> so I thought that will appear to his sense of the absurd. And then I really got close to the edge of, of acceptability because mm. I put on the song Don't Worry Baby, which to my mind is one of the biggest singles. Yeah, I, I was expecting to be kicked and, out. And I might, I might say, if it, if it wasn't a rule, then that would have been by a mile, million miles, the song I would have chosen because that's my favourite. It's really the only Beach Boys song I absolutely love. It was my yeah. ace in the yeah. pack, I thought. Yeah. And mm. I thought, rather than trying to explain why the whole thing's fantastic, mm. you've just got to explain that first lyric when he says... I've had this feeling building up inside of me for, and this should never be a lyric, I mean, it's never been for, oh, I don't know how long. It's a piece of conversation that is woven into a lyric. I I think it's sort of starting to break the mould of what you could say and what poetry was in music. And it's such a beautiful, effortless uh, uh, lyric that that sets up the whole song. And and, and after that, it's just a sublime dreamscape of sound. And I don't think anyone could not like it. But I might be wrong. And another thing is, it was partly the melodic inspiration for uh, the, uh, Nick Steve Naive's piano riff in uh, Old Army. Really? Ding, 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 ding. That bit, yeah. Yeah. kind of a cross between "Don't Worry, Baby" and, and "Dancing Queen." Yeah. yeah. Well, the verdict. 
Well, thank you very much uh, to everybody who, who has participated in the, the programme. And, uh, you know, we've, it's been we've, team effort. we've all moved on and, uh, and come a long way. <laughs> um, I'd like to say from, from the outset, uh, so I'm talking like that because I've got glasses on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was quite hard work for me, this. Mm. Uh, listening to these tracks the requisite half a dozen times wasn't really what I wanted to do with my life. <laughs> no. <laughs> But, but nevertheless, I did it. And, and what I did was uh, I wrote down the six track titles here on this one piece of paper and then I set off making short notes. Uh, and each time I went back to the song, I wrote a few more. So they were getting increasingly small, scrawly and mostly angry. <laughs> so I'll take you through each song one at a time and then I'll let you know the, yeah, the overall thing. So uh, the first song that I, I heard was, was Breakaway. I've written here, horrible whiny vocal. Nothing likeable about this. Mm-hmm. It passed me by. It's twee twaddle and a very long three minutes. It increasingly annoyed me with its intrusive backing vocals. Can I just make a point here? Mm. If, like me, one of the things that you don't like about the Beach Boys is the vocals, mm. uh, then that song is, 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 is... There's nothing... That's a stereotypical Beach Boys song, isn't it? Indeed it, it is, yeah. Breakaway, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, oh dear. I, I dislike... My, that's it got a thumbs down. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. Fall breaks and back to winter. More interesting. Not like a Beach Boys song, question mark. Could be a Tom Waits instrumental. But very limited. It should have stopped after one minute. <laughs> it's not really that interesting. Although I quite like the deep voice bit. Mm. A thumbs down. <laughs> Shut down part two. Not, I've written, I think I've written here, nice honky start. There's a honky noise, isn't there? Start? Yeah, yeah, oh, that's true, yeah. yeah, that's what I mean by that, yeah. Nice honky start, uh, and it's The Ventures. The Ventures, that was not yeah. honky. Yeah, I like The Ventures, I've written that. I like The Ventures. Yeah, I do you like <laughs> yeah. And I quite like this. Uh, it's proper surf music. Uh, it could have had a dirtier guitar solo in it, but this is okay. It's also quite short. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's definitely the best so far. <laughs> Heroes and Villains. I've written, this really is kitchen synced within an inch of its life. At times, it sounds like there are three records playing at the same time. (laughs) There's a nice basic tune, but it's rendered awful by layer upon layer of vocals and instrumentation, jazz, vox, ah, I hate it. Hate, hate, hate it. (laughs) Rap times in there as well. Thumbs up. (laughs) 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 He had feel flows. I like the sound of the piano. I don't know if it is a piano, but uh, whatever. Uh, it reminded me quite a lot of Neil Young. Uh, the swooping vocals I could do without, but I like the guitar solo, although not so much the flute. Uh, there's still too many sounds at once, but it's also okay. Three minutes in, there's a squelchy synth sound, which is neat. Actually, it's not, not a synth, is it? It's a, it's a mood. Yeah. I haven't listened to it. A mood synth? Is it a type of synth? Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. alright. So, don't worry, baby. I have heard this before, so I had to discount it. In any fact, it didn't do anything for me in any case. It makes me want to punch the sandpit-based podgy nutter square in the face. (laughs) Although the chorus is catchy, this becomes annoying after a while. So, so, overall then, (laughs) I don't think it would be fair to say that I'm converted to the Beach Boys. Uh, there are a couple of Beach Boys songs there that don't sound like the Beach Boys, which I preferred to all the songs <laughs> yeah. that do sound like the Beach Boys. And actually, I think after after six listens, the most interesting song and the one that I really didn't mind listening to again mm-hmm. was Feel Flows. Yeah. 
Let's hear it. Stand
Justin-in-Chief, Mr. Kicker of Elves. Which best And from uh, the editor-at-large, Shemitho Garbanzo. Atletico Madrid. Oh, yes. <laughs> Goodbye.